Hey everyone, welcome to the year was the podcast all about today that gives you just enough information to effectively be that guy at the party, causing all your friends to question, hey, who invited you? Like, seriously, why are you here? I'm your host, Michael Montalban. For the next few minutes, we will swim through the river of time to try and find out what makes it a truly unique. In this episode, we examine the events that occurred August 18th. In 1585, England began their takeover of the New World by establishing their foundation for the first colony in North America with the Roanoke Colony in North Carolina. And as we know, the Roanoke story ended in a bit of a mystery. For this week's episode, I thought we would take a look at the colony and see exactly what is said to have happened. And, like always, in order to do that, we need to start at the start of it. At the time, the powers of the world were locked in a battle to colonize the new bits of brownish green on the globes that were atop everyone's desk. Elizabeth I spent a lot of time funding groups to rob Spanish ships that had treasure on them coming from the Americas, and she was really initially reluctant to attempt a settlement, but in March of 1554 she agreed to an attempt after Sir Walter Raleigh vowed to name the area. Virginia in her honor. Look, I know Elizabeth and Virginia sound nothing alike, but it was actually named that way because she was the Virgin Queen, and that's honestly a story for a different time. I hear what you're saying to yourself, though. Wait, I thought it was in North Carolina. How can it be Virginia? And yes, that is a good question. For the quick explanation, after many minutes of research, I found that the region this all happened in eventually became part of North Carolina. Moving on, the English visited the area in 1584 with the intention of exploring, and once that exploration began, they found and made contact with the Native Americans of the area who were on Roanoke Island. The groups were initially friendly towards each other, and trades were made. It even got to the point where two of the Native Americans volunteered to travel back to England with Raleigh and his men. The spot seemed ideal, and the seed of a permanent colony was further planted. When he returned to England, Raleigh did without gold or silver, but with, in a true sign of accomplishment, most of the original crew. Of the 108 men he took with him, only four were lost during the year he was leading this expedition. The team had also explored a large area of land and had discovered a few ideal spots for a major permanent settlement. Roanoke Island was not one of them, and so it was determined that Chesapeake Bay would be the site of the first colony. Still, with all the success that he had, by most accounts, Raleigh's trip was largely a failure because of a lack of treasure. In 1585, after almost wrecking the ship while approaching the shore, John White and Fleet Admiral Simon Fernandez arrived at Wokokan Island on the Carolina Banks. Because the ship's storage had taken on water, many of the supplies that were meant to last the settlers were now ruined, and to make matters worse, the colonists arrived late in the season, so little could be done in order to grow food for the upcoming year. The Native Americans who had been friendly to Raleigh were not trading what little they had, and the relationship between the two groups became increasingly hostile. 
The hostility became confrontational in mid-June when Ralph Lane attacked the nearby Native American tribe, killing their chief after receiving word that they were planning on doing the same to him. But these settlers didn't really struggle all that long. Help would arrive for them within the week. During their time in North America, the gathering of tobacco, potatoes, ivory, sugar, and spices proved too much of a temptation to stay away from, and plans were made to make another settlement. And that's how we got the 1587 John White colony. John White brought with him 117 men, women, and children to the territory. Each family was given 500 acres of land from the Queen, but there was a problem. The native Roanoke people had not forgiven the settlers for their raid and murder of their chief the year prior. Supplies again began to run low, and by August, colonists began to request that White return to England for more supplies, which he agreed to do. Here's a bit of fun trivia for you. The year was 1587, and on this day, August 18th, the first English colonist to be born in the Americas, Virginia Dare, John White's granddaughter, was born. So White left for England, but was not set to return to North America and the colonists until April 1588. And when he did manage to leave, that's when the Spanish Armada attacked England, and his hope of returning to Roanoke was set on hold. It wouldn't be until August 15, 1590, that John White was able to return to the colonists at Roanoke with their much-needed and much-delayed supplies. When they did arrive, John White and the crew saw what they assumed to be a signal fire, and the following morning they went to the beach, walked it up and down, finding no one. The year was 1590, and on this day, August 18th, John White returned to Roanoke Island with supplies for the colonists, but found no one left with only the word Croatoan carved into a tree. Presumably, they had not given Andre Lenoge what he wanted, and so he did not go away. As for what happened to the colonists, it's a bit of a non-mystery mystery. One theory is that the conflict with the Native Americans just got to be too much for the colonists and settlers to handle, and they were killed as a result. They could have all died from sickness with little to no supplies, and with the three-year period that they were waiting for White to return, it's not impossible to think that the colonists were just not that equipped properly for survival. However, the most likely scenario is that the colonists made their way over to the nearby Croatoan Islands due to low supplies and integrated into the population. There is some evidence to support this as artifacts such as English pottery were found in nearby areas. There is a chance that it belongs to other settlements, but Scientists are confident that the pottery shards are from Roanoke. To go even further, some of the members of the Croatoan tribe also allegedly had blue eyes and could speak English, and the name of the tribe was carved into a tree. Whatever happened, the lost colony of Roanoke Island is still considered a mystery, just waiting for someone to solve it. That's going to do it for us today. If you like this podcast and want to hear more, give us a rate and a review. That helps me out and helps steer this in a direction that is hopefully good for all. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can find the Year Was Audio version on your podcast app of choice. You can find me on social media and at YouTube at the Apple Cider Club. And as always, I want to thank the Tim Kreitz Band for our musical theme. And thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.